0: And now, our feature presentation. Don't we all miss the classic Disney Channel? I feel like we say that in the same way that we say we miss old Nickelodeon or old Cartoon Network. Uh, It's just, to me, everything, uh, you may have nostalgia goggles on or not, but old Disney Channel will always be... Better than anything that they have right now. And I feel like, you know, maybe this generation that's watching it right now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, it's going to say the exact same thing. It's just a circle of life. That's not a Lion King pun by any chance. But anyways, I feel old watching Disney Plus or just a Disney channel in general, because I remember when it was a premium channel, meaning that I had to call or had to have my parents call to subscribe to it. Now, I didn't grow up with the most of money that you can think of. I I didn't grow up with hardly any money, but I do remember the surprise on my face when I was flipping through the channels and it was channel 42 here where I'm at and to find out that the Disney channel was unscrambled. It was unscrambled and I got to enjoy everything that they had to offer. I was able to watch DuckTales, uh, Tailspin. Darkwing Duck, Chippendale Dale Rescue Rangers, so on, and they had all kinds of movies and TV shows going on at the same time too, which was great. You know, it was only on for a couple months cuz they're all they're always trying to get new subscribers coming in, and if I remember right, it was like $14 or $19 a month, whatever it was. It was apparently too expensive for everybody in my household. So, you can imagine my displeasure when it went back to being scrambled when it was done but i do remember one of the biggest things about the disney channel itself was nobody made made for tv movies better than they did during the 80s and the 90s their made for tv movies had so much heart and they were just the right amount of cringe to where you enjoyed the trash out of them and that is where I come to with the movie that we're going to talk about today. And that's going to be 1987's Not Quite Human. I'm a Disney Sunday movie. He's a solid 17-year-old state-of-the-art all-American boy. A scientist has just come up with his greatest invention. Hi, Dad. Alan Thick creates the ultimate kid, but he's not quite human Sunday. Now, normally, I'm pretty good at remembering the first time I saw something. I know what I was doing. I know what I was eating. I know the type of day it was. It's such a weird trait. But for this particular movie, I just don't remember. Uh, It just it has always just been there um, without explanation. I can't sit there and say how many times I've tried to wonder like, wow, what was I doing when I watched this? Did I actually watch this on the Disney channel? Did it show up later on? Did I even rent this? I don't know. That's the tough part. It just always has been there, even the sequels like they have just been there without, like I said, without any explanation. It's kind of weird. But normally when you watch certain things and I do this all the time and I'm guilty of it, you start recognizing people from other TV shows and other movies. Oh, this person is that. And then you want to blurt out to whoever you're watching it with as if you're some sort of, you know, pop culture guru. And that's exactly what I did. But when you watch Not Quite Human, and I'm going to recommend this movie straight out the bat. Normally, I trash some movies here and there, but this one I have a lot of love for. It's just, like I said a little while ago, it's the right amount of cringe to where you're just going to enjoy everything about it. But when you do look at the cover, the first person you're going to see is Alan Thicke. Alan Thicke is the father in this movie. And if you don't know who he is, Jesus Christ, you are not an 80s or 90s kid because he was Dr. Seaver in Growing Pains. And there's a lot of people in this movie that you're going to see. And you're going to, like I said, you're just going to start pointing them out. Robin Lively is in this and uh, she's the original teen witch from the 80s. But I also like to call her the only girl to put Daniel LaRusso in the friend zone in Karate Kid 3. And then there's Jay Underwood who plays Chip, our android and you're, you may not even recognize that name. But if you've seen Uncle Buck, you remember how he got stuffed in that trunk. He was the jerk of a boyfriend in that movie. Christy Swanson is in this. The original Buffy. The only Buffy that I will watch. I'm sorry if that may offend some people. You know who you are out there. And then you get Sasha Mitchell. Oh, who's that guy? Okay, well, if you've seen Step by Step... And you like the character, that dumb idiot of a character, Cody. That's exactly who that guy is. Or if you've seen any of the Kickboxer sequels, that's who he is. Sasha Mitchell. There are many others in this that you're going to sit and watch and you're going to be like, wow, I remember this guy. I remember that guy. I remember this dude from Married with Children. The villain of this movie, Joseph Bologna. If you've never heard of him. You've seen him as, uh, what's his, Adam Sandler's dad in Big Daddy. Uh, it's just, there's so many, like I said, there's so many people. I can keep rattling off these names and name dropping people left and right, but that's not what I'm going to do, even though I just did it. Wow, kind of strange how that works out, right? But anyways, we do have a cool story in line for this movie, and it's about Dr. Carson. Doc- Dr. Carson works for a toy company. Now this toy company makes war toys Only in the 80s is this going to happen Especially with times the way they are now They're making war toys Not like Small Soldiers Uh, If you remember that movie from the 90s It's not like that It's more like they're making tanks and guns And you know just whatever you can think of That's more military grade toys If that even is a thing his boss, Mr. Bogle, is trying to keep his contracts up so he can keep continuing to make money, but he's leaning on Dr. Carson to create him one of the greatest war toys of all time, and that's not happening, because Dr. Carson on the side is actually making an android son of his own, and uh, that's where everything starts to go, I guess that's where you can say the adventure starts. One thing that does bother me, and it bothers me in a lot of movies with, with these teen kids that are that are being upset that they're being moved. You know, I felt like that was like a humongous issue in the eighties and the nineties when you would watch movies where parents have to where they have to like relocate. It's happened in Casper karate kid, you know, and it's even happening in this movie itself. And, you know, the the, Dr. Carson is telling his daughter, Hey, we're going to have to move because, you know, they're going to find out about chip and everybody knows about him here. We can't start him school. We can't do anything here because everybody's going to question everything. And the daughter, she gets upset. The daughter's name is Becky. She gets really mad and she says the same thing that all these kids say in all these movies. Well, why didn't you ask me what I thought about moving? My first thought process would have been like, you don't pay any bills. Being an adult myself, I know... (laughs) <laughs> Even when I was a kid I knew better than the question My parents on why we were moving Because I, I I know I wasn't paying anything You're not contributing To any type of house payment Or anything like that You have no control over where you move To hell with your friends You can make new ones And that's basically how it went He told her, look, we have to move She threw a fit, she ran off Just like all the kids I don't understand where they think That they have this type of power To make Money decisions without a job. Jeez, I don't even know why I'm getting so upset about that. But that's exactly how it went. So they up and they move to a whole nother place. Dr. Carson is now the head of science at a high school. uh, Basically a science teacher. And he enrolls Chip into school. Now they want to see how Chip does in general public. He doesn't have, you know, weaponry. He doesn't have laser eyes. He really doesn't have anything. he doesn't even have like any type of robotic voice nothing but the one thing that i'll say that is downright funny in this thing it's hilarious because chip takes everything very literal at the beginning right when he's going to go to school his dad tells him well let's cross our fingers that you're going to have a good day and what does he do for 10 minutes he's walking around the school with his fingers crossed and they're like dude it's a Figure of speech like why are you doing that? He gets into the classroom. The teacher tells him have a seat anywhere. He sits on the floor and everybody thinks he's being a class clown. And it's just one of those things where you have to watch and you're going to get the dumb humor that is. You know that that basically makes up this whole movie. You know, uh, Mr. Vogel, the villain is way over the top and cartoonish to where it's very laughable and it's very stupid because I feel like everybody in this movie had way too much fun putting this together. A lot of times, you know, you see these guys, they try to act so serious that it just becomes cringe. And you're like, oh, but I think with the villains in this movie, when you do watch, you'll know that they're playing around. You'll know that they're not taking this too seriously. You know that they're not trying to make, you know, chicken salad out of chicken shit. No, you know the, what you see is exactly what you're going to get. And like I said, Chip in this movie is the main star and the highlight of everything. Um, He tries to reprogram himself a few times throughout the movie. It's just like I said, it's something weird. And it's it's not raunchy. It's not anything that you wouldn't show your family. It's very extremely family friendly. And for being an android that has got some of the most advanced technology known to man at this point because remember in the 80s inventions were all the thing especially with uh, Rick Moranis and uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids it's just inventions were all the thing Doc Brown and the, and the DeLorean I could just keep on going right but he had so much advanced technology and not a good battery the battery that he had had to be charged for 30 minutes and it was an extension cord that came out of his leg came out of the bottom of his leg and he had to plug it in it wasn't like those like it, he didn't have to have this cool industrial size outlet it was just a normal outlet that you can plug into the bathroom and the dude charged up i, I did not understand that. that that did not make any sense to me it's like wow man you know for being an inventor and for creating, you know, artificial intelligence. You sure didn't give him a good battery. He basically had the same type of battery that you get in those Power Wheels commercials where you'll charge him up for, you know, however long, and they only lasted five minutes. Uh, Chip charged for 30 minutes, and by the, you know, a couple minutes down the movie, he was already running out of battery. It's Like I said, a lot of this stuff... I'm not going to try to make sense of there's really no point in watching this movie and trying to make sense of of any and everything that is going on. Disney to me made a great movie when they created not quite human, which is based off of a book series that was, you know, a couple years prior, but you don't have to take my word for it. But you also throughout the movie, you start feeling sorry for chip because he's really looking for validation. A lot of it. He wants to be a real boy. And there's there's a lot of Pinocchio esque references in this to where every time he does something, he looks at his dad and he's like, Am I a real boy now? Am I a real boy now? He starts to gain feelings. It's just such a. It's heartwarming and it's sad at the same time because this dude is really trying to be human. Even though coincidentally, the movie is called Not Quite (laughs) Human. It's like I said. I don't want to ruin a lot of this movie because to me I I want you guys to go out and look for this movie and enjoy it. Enjoy it. It's on YouTube. And I will link it, the 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 first movie and the sequels in there because it's not a bad trilogy by any stretch. You know, the second one and the third one may not be as strong as the first movie, but the humor is still there and the heart is remains intact. This movie to me is extremely dated. When you watch this, you're really going to have to take yourself out of, you know, the 2020s and put yourself back in the the late 80s. The movie is a made for TV style film and it plays itself out like a sitcom without a laugh track. And that's that's basically how I can explain it. It's, It's a it's not bad. It's not bad, nor is it the greatest thing in the world. But I will say this, if you go out and you look for this movie, you will be extremely surprised. Now, as I always talk about, the love of my life, the, the wife who does not like any movies that I like, she actually enjoys the first two films in a not-quite-human series. She thinks, she's like, wow, these are not bad. They're actually really funny. Um, She's she just... She won't trash them. She won't trash them. She, I, I've seen her get up and walk out of movies that I, I've showed her. You know, and this is not one of them. This is one of the movies that she will sit and she will watch. And she actually enjoys it. She thinks it's fun. To me, that is a huge compliment. Especially coming from somebody, like I said, who does not like and will always despise my taste in movies. So I I... I I encourage you to go out and look for not quite human. And like I said, I will link those in the show's description so you don't really have to look too far. Well, I already did have to work for you. All I have to do is click on it, and there goes the movie. Uh, It's a little bit of a VHS quality, which I don't blame them because it's really hard to get a hold of this movie. Um, I was actively looking for this on Disney Plus, since Disney Plus started adding a whole bunch of classic content And it's not there. Sadly, you know, it's not there. Uh, They even had like a little section on the Disney Plus app where you can make recommendations. And that was the first thing that I did. Please add the not quite human series. I'm probably the only person in the world that may have wanted that movie in there. But this movie is so much filled with it's filled with nostalgia. It's filled with like 80s. The music is there. There's even a little montage. uh, It doesn't. I think for like every movie in the eighties had like some sort of montage. Those were the things I kind of miss when movies did that. It would be cool if they started doing that stuff now, but oh, well that, that that may be a dated concept. Get on with it. Yes. Get on with it. Not quite human. Isn't over the top. It doesn't try to make, you know, it's not one of those complex movies that doesn't sit there and try to make you think, It's not going to have a long-lasting effect after the movie's done. I feel like everybody's reaction is going to be like, hey, you know what? That really was not bad. I can watch this again somewhere down the line. That's where I feel like Not Quite Human falls into place within anybody that I've showed. You know, they all have the same reaction. But if you really think about it, Disney, they were pioneers, with the subscription-based stuff. Well, yeah, sure, HBO and Showtime and then Cinemax came around later on. But Disney, they, they had a premium channel that you can actually access. And they gave you premium content. It's not like today where everybody's got an app. There's some sort of streaming app. And then half the time, you're looking for something. You're spending more time looking for content than actually watching something. Uh, you know, the 80s and the 90s, I'm going to say this. And I've heard this a little while back it was a complex time but it was also very simple i want you guys to think about that it was a complex time but it was very simple because sure we didn't have you know everything wasn't on like it wasn't on demand you know i've made uh advertisements for this show and they're the tv guide scrolling screen We all know that you either fell asleep or you were annoyed the moment you blinked because you'd missed the channel that you were looking for. But then now that you look back at that, you're like, man, I do miss that. That was a fun thing to look at. Jesus, you know, what memories did I have trying to look for my favorite TV show as if it was being drafted in the NFL? You know, growing up, I hated commercials. I hated everything about a commercial when it would show up. And I'm like, oh, man, why did you have to cut into my TV show or movie? But then now when I watch something on YouTube that's older, maybe 80s, 90s, 70s, I enjoy when whoever uploaded the video left the commercials intact. It's like a little bit of a time capsule that you look at and you're like, oh, wow. You know, who the hell thought that cars, brand new cars, fully loaded were $8,000 back in 1991 or what game shows were going on at that time what just anything i really enjoy when the content still has everything intact it is really it really is a time capsule to a simpler time sure we had to wait for everything sure you know we didn't have everything at our fingertips but you know what i i really wish and that how do i put this i really wish that i can go back to that But then me being spoiled these days, I'll probably still bitch about it, even though that now I'm, like I said, I'm I'm spoiled. Now I could just pick anything I want to watch and then watch it. But that really takes the fun out of it because then you just become a drone just trying to look for something. I'm probably rambling on here more than I actually should, but I'm going to encourage you once again to look at Not Quite Human. Look it on your phone, look at it on your TV, on the YouTube app because I'm going to keep on making recommendations that Disney Plus keep adding this on there. They're probably going to get annoyed with me, and hopefully even if they just put the first one on there, I would be extremely happy. This isn't one of those shitty Disney movies that you need to pass up. This is one of those movies that you need to stop and actually watch it. Watch it and just enjoy. Turn your brain off. Enjoy this movie. Don't try to make too much, you know... Don't don't try to have too much logical thinking because that's not what this movie is completely about. This movie is about an android trying to adjust to real life while his father is trying to hide him from an evil toy corporation that wants to turn him into a weapon. This is something I probably should have said at the beginning of this episode. But oh well, here we are. As usual, you can catch me on my Instagram, which will be linked in the show's description. Also, I'm going to link all three movies at the bottom of this as well. And I'll see you guys next time.